pull a random number out of your hind end, <laughs> stick it, stick it on your product, and email it to everybody you got on your list. Yeah. And if nobody buys it, something's wrong. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's pretty much the only way you. Can that was like that the most out. country sentence I've ever heard. That was pretty country. I love it. That was pretty I, bad. But, absolutely, you know, I absolutely love it, y'all. Y'all, that's right. We don't get fancy around here now. James Schramko here from superfastbusiness.com and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on ProductiveInsights.com. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to ProductiveInsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. Welcome, everyone. Today is an absolute first for the Productive Insights podcast, and that is we have a couple on the podcast today, a couple that I consider good friends of mine because I've been listening to their podcast for so long. Shane and Jocelyn were teachers. Shane was a history teacher and a football coach, and Jocelyn a librarian before they discovered online business and gave it a shot. What followed was a lot of action-taking, hard work, and incredible success online. Shane and Jocelyn built a successful six-figure online business by creating digital information products to help teachers, football coaches, and librarians. Now, once they figured out how to make money online, they started the FlipLifestyle.com site to teach other families to do the same thing. And after incredible success with this, they discovered our common friend, James Tramco, who introduced them to the idea of recurring income. So Shane and Jocelyn have built a successful recurring income business and are here to talk about the power of recurring income. I'm delighted to welcome Shane and Jocelyn Sands from FlippedLifestyle.com. Welcome, Shane and Jocelyn. What's going on, Ash? We are excited to be here, brother. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for being here, Shane and Jocelyn. Really great to have you on the show. So guys, could you talk to us about why you think online recurring income is so critical to successful entrepreneurship? Uh, yeah, I, I tell you, we learned the hard way, Ash, really, that what was you know what you really needed to do to build a successful, stable, and growing online business. Uh, Jocelyn and I, when we started our business, you know, we really focused on digital products and what we call the launch model <clears throat> where you have, you know, like a quarterly launch where you have this big product, you get it out there and you try to sell as many as you can. Uh-huh. But the problem is that's really high energy. Uh, we had a lot of success with that. We made hundreds of thousands of dollars doing that. But the problem is you still at the end of the sale, it all stopped. Uh-huh. <laughs> you had to do, you had to do it all again, right. over and over again, and all that energy pouring into it. And uh, we started looking at everything we did, and we said, you know, let's build a recurring income uh, around uh, products that we can deliver and build on monthly to our uh, users, to our members, to our subscribers, and let's get a bunch of people paying us every month mm-hmm. and, and, just, and just continue to deliver value to those same people instead mm-hmm. of constantly looking for new people in our online business. Right. Makes perfect sense. So, as James often uses the analogy of hunting versus farming, you know, when you have a hunting approach, which is the launch model, you hunt your meal each day and start again from scratch the next day, versus farming, where you cultivate the crop and you get repeated uh, harvests over years, provided you do all the right things and you uh, have a good approach to cultivating the crop. So, that's the equivalent of a retention strategy within a business. Yeah, for sure. And it's a lot less exhausting than mm. constantly creating new content, which is what we had done for the two years prior. So um, just meeting up with James and like truly understanding that recurring income model had made a huge difference for us in our business. And and we had thought about, we had looked at a recurring income model for about a year before um, we actually really decided to go full speed into it Mm -hmm. because 
the the second year of our online business, we made a lot of money, but it all came in this like one quarter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, and we noticed that there was just this huge like lull for like three to six months out of the year, and we started thinking up and trying to develop strategies of how we could generate um, income in that off peak time. Huh. And we and we realized that instead of just trying to get all of it in one hit we could probably sell a lot more at a lower price point, let people come in at a lower price point like monthly. Hmm. And that's what really started leading to that discussion in our business about how we were going to move it to, uh, to this membership model. And it's just crazy how much easier it is to not only sell it, but to keep people in it because they're not having to come up with this big lump sum. They can just jump in for a low price and they just keep paying over time. Yeah, the lumpy income model is not only very stressful, but even when it comes to selling your business, which I believe even if you never plan to sell your business, it's always a good idea to build a business that is sellable. Having the stability of income and having a flatter income stream is something that stakeholders, when they want to buy the business, are always going to look at much more favorably. It's a lot easier to plan because if I know my numbers and I know that you know 10% people might leave each month, but I also know that my you know, sales funnel is producing, you know, you know, five or 15% back, yep. then I'm growing at that 5% rate. And I can predict all the money that's going to happen. Uh, one of my favorite reports that we have now, uh, we, we use Infusionsoft and there's a future income report. And because of our numbers are so consistent, we can click a button and I can say, oh, we're going to make this much money every Tuesday or, or, or every the 25th of every month that's going to happen because these many people are going to renew that day. And I can start planning and predicting, not only in, uh, in the future, I can look ahead and say, this is what we need to do with our online business. This is how many people we need to hire. And we could never do that before because we knew our product sold at a certain time of the year, mm-hmm. but we didn't exactly know how much it would sell. I mean, yeah, we might have made $100,000 in July one year, but <laughs> are we going to make that the next July? You don't know. But with the recurring revenue model, I can click a button and I can see how much I'm going to make because I know my numbers. So has the growth been as high as you expected as compared to, say, the launch model? Or has the growth rate been a little bit slower but more predictable? Um, we've had actually a pretty, um, I guess you would say, impressive growth. Um, <laughs> right. We've, we have almost a 1,000 members and we just started this. Um, it's been less than six months ago. Yeah, I remember when you started, I was one of the founding members. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. So, um, you know, we've had like a really crazy successful last few months. And mm-hmm. um, as far as like the revenue, I mean, it's actually about the same. Yeah. As last year. Which was really surprising because, you know, you you would think that because you're going that lower price point, you know, instead of charging someone $400 up front and selling a bunch of them and making $100,000, you've got this, you know, $100 a month price point or $75 a month price point, whatever it is. And you would think that the revenue wouldn't even even be close, but it actually was because so many more people jumped into the the boat because Mm -hmm. they could actually afford to get into the boat. Yeah, especially in what we do in the education products, because we had so many people that would say, I love what you do, but I can't pay $400 for it. Up front. So now they pay, you know, maybe $29 or $39 or $49 a month, and Uh that's a lot more affordable for people. And people, I think also, too, like you have to look at when you switch to a recurring revenue model, your mindset has to change because you can never look at the sale. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I may, I may sell a membership for $99 today, but mm-hmm. I have to look at that person as a, the lifetime value of that person in my business. Right. If that person pays for eight months, that's an $800 sale. That is not right. a $100 sale. And, but I think that people are so like used to this digital product launch model. I sell things once and people go away and I hope I find a person tomorrow mm-hmm. that, that they want that money right then and there. But the, but the reality is, the, the customer that we sell the monthly membership now is now more valuable hmm. than the old way because if we sell something for, I don't know, $200, right? Hmm. If that all of a sudden is a $30 a month membership, hmm. then that if that person stays a year, that's a you know, $300 and something dollar sale. So that, that customer becomes more value in the recurring revenue model than it does in the launch model. Yeah, and you know, previous guests that I've had on this podcast that I know are friends of yours too, like Chris Ducker and John Lee Dumas, they're all moving towards a recurring income model from the what I assume was a launch model before. They're trying to copy us. They're just they're just looking at us <laughs> and they're trying to be like everybody's always chasing Shane and Jocelyn over flip flop style. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, how to go about setting up a recurring income business. Uh, tell us about your story and what lessons you've learned from your experience that would be useful to the listeners. And feel free to share numbers if you're comfortable doing that too. I, I think that we're, we're, we're a little different than a lot of online marketers. I think a lot of online marketers, the gurus, quote unquote, they kind of overcomplicate stuff. We're simple people from Kentucky. <laughs> we don't right. overcomplicate anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I think that really all you have to have, you have to have to, a way to basically create a community, which we use a forum, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have to have a way to protect that forum. And then you have to have a system for continuously providing values, some content. Mm-hmm. If you've got those three things, that's all you need to start a membership model. You just have to be able to take a payment, protect your forum behind a paywall and mm-hmm. let people log in to access it. And if you can do that, you can start a membership site. We, we kind of started all of our stuff, uh, all of our memberships, because we have multiple businesses that we're doing the recurring revenue model on. We've got Flip Lifestyle, mm-hmm. multiple education businesses where we sell lesson plans and things like that. And that's the simple formula uh, that we used on all of them. We, we created a forum, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just an old school message board, just like you've always had on the internet mm-hmm. since day one. Uh, we, we, we put that behind a paywall. People have to pay us, and then they can log in with a user ID and password to get to that forum. Mm-hmm. And then we just took all our content that we were launching and selling individually, and we put it all inside that one membership. And, and, and that's what draws people in is just they have access to all this information. They have a way to ask someone a question. We are accessible to our members. We really work hard. Uh, to get in there and you know be grassroots and be in with our members, and as long as you're doing that, people will join and keep paying. Now I've got two questions. The first one is how much content is enough content? This gets asked all the time in your forum. I know that, but I'd love yep. my, our listeners to get a peek into your answer on that. And the other question is when people actually log into your forum, are they expecting to get Shane and Jocelyn? And therefore, are you tied to the forum and to the content? Are you part of the delivery of the content? Or can you potentially hire someone to respond to those questions at some point so that you can move on to building other businesses? Okay. Yeah, those are great questions. And these are questions that we get all the time. The first question is, how much content do I need to start a membership site? Mm -hmm. 
Now, granted, you're going to have to have something. You can't just set up a membership site and say, join my awesome general, membership Join my site. general forum right <laughs> now. have nothing there. I mean, right. that's not going to work. Huh. But if you have a good amount of content, if you have um, you know, a decent amount of followers, you don't have to have thousands of followers. But if you have some followers, some content, and people are willing to pay you to solve a problem for them, uh-huh. then that's really all you need. And people may be surprised to know that in our Flip Lifestyle business, our Flip Your Life community, when we... We started that, um, I guess you would call it a course at the time because we mm-hmm. didn't, we hadn't started the membership community yet, but we had no content made, not right. one single piece. We sold it. Um, we basically said, here's what we're planning to offer. Um, we're going to start this beta group and we're going to offer you a special offer to get into the beta group mm-hmm. and we're going to create this content for you. We're going to answer your questions as we go along. And that's how we sell almost everything that we create. We yeah. have not created anything usually when we start working on it. Because we knew the answer to the problem that the people had. Yep. That it, we just hadn't created it yet. But we didn't wait around and say, oh, let's spend six months creating this. Mm-hmm. We just said, Here's, this is, we have the answer to your problem. We know it's a huge problem. And you're willing to pay for it. So pay us and we'll make the, the solution. Well, for basically, you. we were saying, are you willing to pay for right. it? And, and they when did. people right. did pay for it, we were like, OK, so let's let's make it happen. So we basically created in that like a 20 video course. They were like 10 minutes long each. So this was not a ton of content. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and that became the foundation of what was became the Flip Your Life membership that now has hundreds and hundreds of members. So, you know, I we actually just had someone in our forum the other day. And she was at. She was asking like how to start this community. She's got a decent. Her blog is kind of getting some traction. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and I told her make a four video course, fifteen minutes long each video. Put yeah. it in the forum and start the thing. Right. You know, because if you can get 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 people in there, they'll tell you what to make next, and right. you can just go make that. So you really don't need a ton of content to get started. And you know what the funny thing is about, especially our Flip Your Life brand is that people sometimes don't even know that there's content there. They just (laughs) want to come in and have people to talk to. Now, this isn't true for all businesses. I mean, some businesses, you may not not be in there yourself at all, and that's what we were going to get to in the next question. But, Uh you know, for our business, for Flip Your Life, people just want somebody to talk to. They want somebody who understands what they're going through and someone to say, here's what you do next. Most of the members, we did a little poll, kind of an impromptu poll the other day, Uh and most of the members who have been in Flip Your Life the longest yeah. have only watched two to three videos in the training forum wow. because it's the community, it's the answers. They want to jump in and get an answer to their question that day or they'll jump in and find just the one video they need. People are not going to sit down and watch a nine-hour course. Right. Nobody's going to do that. Even if they pay $1,000 for it, Most 90% of people are not even watching those courses they pay a fortune for. Mm-hmm. So really, we just kind of say, here's your answers. When you need them, come get them. That's, there's some content sitting over there but what you really want is a solution in real time today. So come in and get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a related but very important question is, when do you decide to pull the trigger? When you have 10 people that have bought into your recurring membership, 20 people, 30 people. And then, of course, you have the other challenge, right? Once you have the recurring membership going, you have the website and the forum set up, you want to make sure it's not a ghost town. So you've got to have people communicating and creating that content, in other words, through the communication, in addition to the content that you create in terms of videos. So how do you make sure there's a conversation happening and get that critical mass going? What's the 
sweet spot? How many people do you need to start with? Well, th- this kind of goes back, I think, to where <clears throat> your last question that we were going to get to, like how much time do you have to spend in your membership area? You mm-hmm. know, um, at the beginning, you're going to have to spend a lot more time than you will later because mm-hmm. it is solely your responsibility to lead your community, to create that conversation at first. You can't just get, even if you have a hundred people come in, uh-huh. people are, it's like a sixth grade dance. They're all going to be standing on the wall. They're not going to be talking <laughs> to anybody. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like it, it's your responsibility to initiate conversation yep. and, uh, and to get, you've got to ask questions. You've got to spur people. You've got to be sending emails with links back to the forum yep. and you're going to have to do that. And you also have to educate the people who are in there. You may have to create videos that says this is how you post in the forums. Right, right. And, and, uh, and, and tell I do them that exactly for my do that. membership site for Elementary Librarian because the people on Elementary Librarian, they're not very tech savvy. So I have to pretty much spoon feed them every single little thing. So right. at the beginning, you're going to have to put this time in to kind of train that situation. Right. Um, I, was, I was just helping someone the other day create a forum for financial planners. Mm-hmm. And he and he was talking about how am I going to do this? And he asked that exact same question. I I think I can sell ten to twenty of these. I think I can pre-sell it, get them in there. But then, like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And I told him with that small of a number, what you've got to do at the beginning is you have to treat it like basically a group coaching forum at first, mm-hmm. where you are directly talking one on one every day to people. You may be getting on calls with people when you've got that small of a number. You may do like a weekly member call where you're literally talking to people, getting things from them, and then going immediately and seeding your own forums Mm -hmm. and telling them, you know, what are your questions? What are your questions? What are your questions? You're talking to them and then say, I'm going to go put the answers in the forum. Right. And we're going to go there and talk. When, when When your members email you, I have a canned response whenever anyone emails me. Any member that emails us, I send it back and say, this would be a great question for the forum. I'm right. pulling everything back into that forum. So, right. that, so, so basically, that's how you get started at the beginning. It's only a ghost town if you let it be because you're the leader. You're the chief of the tribe. You have to be in there making it happen. Now, what, what happens is once you drop that snowball, it uh-huh. picks up speed. It's an avalanche. I mean, we're getting probably close to 100 posts a day sometimes wow. in the forums because just there's so many people replying and asking questions. And they're, you know, we've got 10 different forums in there and they're looking at different training videos. So there's all kinds of conversation happening now. But, but at first, I was in there every minute of every day making sure that conversation was going. Right. Some yeah, fantastic to, insights there. Sorry, go ahead, Jocelyn. Yeah, that's fine. Just to get back to your previous question, too, about like how much time that we personally have to put in, uh, I think it varies because for Shane and I, I mean, we are a personal brand. Mm-hmm. The yeah. brand is us So on Flip Lifestyle. So that means that we pretty much have to be there. And yeah. that's okay with us because we want to interact with our members. Yeah. But like on Elementary Librarian, I am rarely there. And the reason why is because I, that is not a personal brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, it's revolved around a product. I have virtual assistants in there asking questions. I do pop in from time to time. But pretty much a lot of my content is all, uh, you know, I make it all into a spreadsheet like at one time. Yeah. So people mm-hmm. go, my VAs go in and see the forums. But I personally am not not really in there very much. So I think it depends on what kind of business you have. Yeah, those are content-driven memberships, our education businesses. Right. Where Flip Lifestyle's us. And we actually are in there. We we, 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 we schedule out about an hour a day, about five days a week. Uh, So we got about five hours a week that we go into our forums and just go at it and really Mm -hmm. help people with their online business. I don't go into the forums on 
the history teacher side that we have. Or right. Jocelyn doesn't really go in the forums on the elementary librarian side. But we have systems in place to make sure that we are in there driving the conversation. We're adding content. Jocelyn collects all the questions from her Facebook page, and mm-hmm. she has a VA go put those in the forums. Remember, we're always bringing everything back to the forums. Yep. So, so there are systems in place to drive that conversation that we, put in, that we are doing. It's just not us directly in those. Okay, now that's there's some fantastic and very important insights there. One is, if you as a listener are deciding to start a membership forum, give some thought to whether you want to be a personal brand or a business right. brand, and try and start the way you want to continue. So if you're happy to be there the, in the long term every day in the forum, then by all means, you know, be present and make yourself very um, conspicuously there in the forums every day. But if you would like to hand it over to somebody else, say, two years down the track, or five years down the track, then maybe introduce that person to the forum right from the get-go so it's not as difficult to dissociate yourself down the track. And also, too, I would say this, Ash. I yeah. not I mean to interrupt you there, but like... That's okay. Don't, don't sell yourself as a personal brand and then, don't, and then you're not in your forums. That's it. Like that, that really disgusts me when exactly. entrepreneurs do that. Like the coaches, they say, oh, I'm going to help you. Oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to show you exactly how to set up a... You know, your website, your podcast, your webinars or whatever. And then you get in there and they've hired community managers. There's no they're nowhere to be found. Exactly. And you you never even get to talk to the person who runs it like that. That's something that we stress in our forum. You are going to get help from us. Yes. And now in our education businesses, we say. Log in and download what you need. And <laughs> that's talk it. to other librarians. And talk to, talk other, to other teachers. teachers. Right. That's yeah. it. Exactly. And yeah. see, that's something that's really important to me in the way I do business. And that is about integrity and not providing a misleading message. Now, most people do that, whether they do it intentionally, unintentionally, I don't know. But if you are actually out there advertising yourself as a brand, then you've got to fulfill that. And yeah. that's exactly what I was trying to get at when I was saying, you know, you need to make that decision up front, whether you're yeah. going to be a personal brand or a business brand. And then promote it accordingly. The other really interesting point that you made that I heard was Flipped Lifestyle is a content and conversation-driven forum as opposed to the librarian uh, membership, which is very much a content-driven forum. Is that right? Um, For the most part, yes. There is a place um, for community in the elementary librarian site, but I don't have a whole lot of people that are using that for whatever reason. So it's mostly a content-driven community. People are there to get lesson plans for their classroom. That's That's what they're there for. Like People are in our place for community. They need help. They need training. So the 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 problem we're solving is different uh, in one membership compared to the personal brand membership. Well, another one I think that they, as a member myself, I can say another thing that they get is a sense of belonging and a sense of camaraderie mm-hmm. in addition yes. to the content. And I agree that you know you go there to have a conversation, to chat to other like-minded people about problems that you're facing that you know they faced, or if not, at least they can empathize with. Exactly, and it's also too like we've tried to also when you when you join a paid community like Flip Lifestyle, and it is a per- personal brand where the people who own it are in there, we're leading it, we're doing this, we're doing that. But also too, you when you get it, it's not like a Facebook group that you just join some random Facebook group of entrepreneurs because people in there have paid to be in there. They're serious. They've got skin in the game. They've drawn a line in the sand. They're actually, pe- it's not just someone talking about online business. It's a bunch of people doing online business. And uh, and that's that, that goes back again to what are you actually trying to provide? Are you just trying to throw a bunch of people in a room to give you a bunch of money because your your retention rates are going to show that if that's what you're looking for. 
or are you trying to create something that is intrinsically more valuable than what you're actually charging for it? And that's going to keep people staying and paying. And that's what we tried to do with Flip Lifestyle. Question about Facebook groups. Do you think that they're a good place to start to test ideas? We've seen a lot of Facebook groups come up, or I certainly have in the recent past. And I know Facebook is filled with distractions and it's not the best place for a forum. But do you think it's a good place to test out ideas uh, and then eventually move those people to a paid forum if it's working? I don't think that you should start with the goal of getting a paid forum going out of it. But I have done many times I've started Facebook groups just to see what happened mm -hmm. because usually that's like a good way to because because people are always looking for solutions to their problems. Right. And they're all and they're always looking for things they like, whether it's in Google or Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, so I've I used to when I had my football side, I used to put all the time. I just start a group. And if, you know, a bunch of guys just showed up out of nowhere, I'm like, well, there's a market, yep. you know, <laughs> but I, but I but I would think really early on in that process, though, you would really want to say, let's funnel this to a paid membership as fast as possible. You know right. what I mean? But um, I, I think there's value in that. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm not opposed to Facebook groups necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, if you're just not ready to start the forum type of community yet, like I mm -hmm. get that. A lot of people think forums are kind of old school. Um, and I was actually in that camp for a little while. But now I can really see the benefit because the Facebook group, I mean, it's just not good as far as like threaded conversations. Mm, you know, the it's most latest yeah. thing terrible. gets bumped up to the top and yeah. you miss a lot of stuff it's in a awful. Facebook group. So, you know, I do have some problems with it for that. Also, for the education field, a lot of people can't get on Facebook at school. So, mm. so it made a lot of sense it. for us to start forum-based memberships as far as that goes. But, you know, since we've started it for Flip Lifestyle, I actually really like it because it is a lot less distracting. Mm. And you get to see all the conversations. You don't lose things in yes. that group. And, and I think also, too, there's, some, there's a really important point that needs to be said here about this question. Mm -hmm. Jocelyn and I almost do no social media anymore. Okay. Um, we do it. We share. We do some things. But like we really don't focus on social media at all like a lot of people say you should. Uh -huh. And the reason is I got so sick of building other people's platforms for them. Uh -huh. I don't want to put content and build communities and memberships on Facebook because that builds Facebook's brand. That, uh -huh. that puts money in their pocket. That keeps people on their platform. I want people to come to my platform. So and and also too, you know, we're parents. We got two little kids. We got a lot going on, and I don't have time to be everywhere and do everything. Hmm. You know, so I'm not going to manage my membership community and manage a Facebook group yep. and manage a Twitter thread and manage a whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So so we just chose to focus on one thing: our platform. We're going to sure. build our business. We're not going to build everybody else's business. We're going to use our time for us. And not for Zuckerberg, <laughs> you right, know. Right. So that's kind of a solution. That that's kind of a where we got to on that is you know we only have limited hours in the day. Let's focus on building flipped lifestyle. Let's not focus on building our Facebook group. Fair enough. And I totally agree. If there's only one thing you can focus on, you'd absolutely focus on building your own platform. There are some benefits of a Facebook environment in that there's a lot of traffic already there, and True. you know people do gather there, so that 
and the barrier to entry is, is usually low in that you can set one up for free. But I agree that the costs, the hidden costs are very high as well. The leakage out of a, a Facebook group will be very high. The interaction will be very poor. And as Jocelyn said earlier, the medium itself is very awful when it comes to forum communication, because as you say, you know, the most recent post that gets a comment gets bumped up to the top and you can't specifically respond to specific parts of comments, which you can do in Zen Foro, for example. So I, I, I agree that, you know, it's very much, if at all, just something to test an idea. But when it comes to building a proper membership model, you do not want to be doing it on Facebook. Uh, it's I, I definitely think it's good to use Facebook and Twitter if you have the time to just promote your posts that link back to your website. Now, we do do paid content. We, we do a lot. We do do paid advertising. But, yeah. uh, but what, we, what we do not do is this, you know, put in hundreds of hours a month trying to build an organic brand because right. I can just go pay for it and target. I can go to the people who are doing that and wasting all their time and just target their audience by paying exactly. for it. Exactly. <laughs> so there's no reason for exactly. me to, have to do that anymore. Absolutely. And if, you know, some people might argue, well, you know, that's all right if you have money. But the point is you pay for things with money or time. And if, if you are paying five hours in a day in building content when you can be doing the same thing for, I don't know, 10 bucks a day uh, with Facebook advertising consistently or maybe 100 bucks a day, then maybe it is worth paying for it rather than spending the time, the five hours. I suppose it comes back to your hourly rate, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. And we talk about this all the time on our podcast. Yeah. You know, you either you you use time or you spend money. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is you don't have to spend a lot of money. And it's also how you value your hours. Like That's I think exactly most, what I was going to say. Yeah. Most people would say, I'm not, even if you're listening, if you've got a normal job, you're, you're going to make above $10 an hour that's probably it. if you're listening to this. So do you value, if you spend $10 a day on ads, but you spend, you're going to, most people will go spend six hours you know, working on their social media campaign when they could have paid 10 bucks and that's got the it. same benefit from it. And, and it took us years to learn that. That's not yeah, something we that's, just came that's to. That's not an easy lesson. You can't just flip the light switch on that, you right. know? Like that's something that it takes you a little bit of time to learn and a yeah. little bit of pain, I guess, right. um, of learning how to do all that stuff. But yeah, I I mean, we've, we've learned that the hard way. And once you figure it out, you never go back to it. Like I will never trade time like that. I'm not going to exactly. spend six hours on something that I can pay somebody 50 bucks to do because I can go mow a yard for a for hundred for I can go I can go mow somebody's <laughs> grass and make 50 bucks in an hour That's and then it. pay some dude to program my website for six hours exactly. it makes no sense not to do it that way Exactly right. And I worked out my hourly rate, or as James calls it, the effective hourly rate. And if there's anything that costs a lot less than that effective hourly rate, and you know, if it's not strategically valuable to the business, then I will pay for it. I won't do it myself. So let's say my hourly rate is 500 bucks an hour. Anything that costs less than 500 bucks an hour and is absolutely essential for the business, I will do those things. But if I think that I will be able to get better value for my time doing something around growing the business, then I'm not going to be sitting there editing posts for that time. Exactly right. That's right. Yep. Okay. So let's talk about the common challenges you've noticed when people get started with creating a recurring income business. And what do you find has worked best in overcoming the most common challenges? Uh, one of them, I think, a lot of people get really, this is a common problem for any online business. People get really hung up on the details, like uh -huh. the platform you're going to use, what membership software, what plugin, what forum, how am I going to protect the forum, what payment processor am I going to use? 
And like I see so many people, it seems like everyone that starts this in the Flip Your Life community really struggles with this. Okay. And th- so that's a very common challenge. <clears throat> I think that people get really caught up in bells and whistles. And it goes back to that like perfectionism in your blog post and picking the right logo and all the perfect colors for my website. And people waste so much time on that mm. because that's something you can control. Yeah. That's something you can, you can piddle at it. You can work at it. It's something you can keep just doing and there doesn't have to be a solution for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, it's that busyness. They're trying to be busy instead of saying, Hey, I'm just going to pick BB press and pay member pro. And I'm going to start a uh, membership in one hour. It, like that's literally how long it takes to actually do this is pick a forum Pick something that protects the forum and move it. They're all different, but they're pretty much the same. You know, they all just put up a wall that says you can't view my content. So don't stress over stuff like that. Just move forward. But that's a huge challenge. I see people starting out. Yeah, we definitely see that a lot. And, you know, it's just what we do is we just do something. It might not always be the right answer. It might not be the best for the long term, but we just do something. That's what we've done for the past uh, almost four years in online business. We've just taken action and just made things happen. And I think Jocelyn always mentioned price too. Like people really get freaked out about what they're going to charge for the membership. So like, you know, I think that's a, don't you think that's a huge problem we see all the time? Yeah, yeah. People do get kind of bent out of shape about that. And, you know, we always tell people in our community that it just varies. It varies with your niche, with what people are willing to pay. And the best thing to do is just test out some prices. Yeah. Do a split test. See mm-hmm. what's converting more. You know, that that's what I tell people all the time. I think people don't I think people don't grab numbers out of a hat enough. Everybody's all reading articles going, is 97 or 99 better? Right. And, you know, all, all this bull crap. And it's just like, <laughs> or, or, or will anyone actually pay 29? Will anyone actually pay 59? Well, guess what? You don't know until you try. Until you write the price tag on the sticker and you stick it on what you're selling, you don't know. In the time you spent worrying about it, you probably could have sold one. So just <laughs> right. set it up and get it yeah. done. I mean, here, here's, the, here's the best test for prices. Pull a random number out of your hind end, <laughs> stick, it, stick it on your product, and email it to everybody you got on your list. Yeah. And if nobody buys it, something's wrong. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's pretty much the only way you can figure that That was like that the out. most country sentence I've ever heard. That was pretty country. I love it. That was pretty I, bad. But, absolutely, you know. I absolutely love it, y'all. Y'all, that's right. Y'all. We don't get fancy around here now. This isn't, this, isn't, this isn't as complicated as all them gurus make it out to be. You know what I mean? That's it. Absolutely. I have to wonder, I, I certainly think it's the case for me, but I have to wonder if it's a case of you know, fear behind that where you know, you're tinkering with all the details because you're actually fearful of what's going to happen when you put it out there. But the, yeah. at the end of the day, if, until you put it out there, you're not going to get the information you need. We had, a, uh, we had a girl that sold a membership and we t- it took us... She was. She came into our community for a couple months. We about had her launched, and she quit. And then, but then, like, one, like two days later, she emailed me back. And was like, "What am I doing?" And she joined right back. <laughs> and she said, "I was so scared to launch this membership because she was afraid that people would buy it." Yes. And she would let them down. And yes. and surprisingly, we see this a lot. People are scared of success. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So and so, she, but but she launched her product. She sold a bunch of memberships. She got through the process of the pre-sale, created all the content, just had a Black Friday sale, pretty much doubled her membership. So, wow. you know, it was just getting past the, the fear of that success because it's really scary to be on the hook to lead your customers. That's yeah, it. once people buy something, you got to deliver. Yeah. So, yes. you know, so I think that I think that's another common problem that people have. 
Okay, so that segues beautifully into the action section. So one of the biggest actions I think the listeners can take out of this is take action. <laughs> and that is, <laughs> yeah. you know, get put your stuff out there. Don't just agonize over the details. Don't try and dot the I's and cross the T's forever in a day. Put Create something you're proud of and put it out there. And I must confess that I'm as guilty of this as anybody else. So, you know, move forward. Another really good piece of uh, advice or good action that they can take from this conversation is think about whether you're going to position yourself as a personal brand or a business brand and then make sure you represent that when you're advertising your recurring membership. So if you are going to be in the forums, then by all means, go ahead and say, I will be helping you in the forums or we will be if you're a couple like Shane and Jocelyn are. But if you're not planning to be within the forums, please don't advertise that you're going to be helping them yourself because you're just going to create a rod for your own back. You're just going to create you know, bad publicity for yourself. And there's, and there's, more, there's more at stake there too, Ash, than integrity. And that's a huge thing. But what, here's the problem. If you present that wrong, the goal of the launch model, the old model, is to sell as much as you can as fast as you can and get the money. Yep. But the goal now is not that. The goal now is to get people in and keep them forever. Yes. And, and, the, and the second that you make yourself out to be a liar that first month, they're not going to breed new. That's it. They're not going to make that second or third or fourth payment. So you know, you ha- that's that mindset shift of, I've got to create a forever customer, not uh, I've got to get as much money from this joker before he disappears. That's it. Sell. And you know, Robbie Kelman Baxter, who's the author of Membership Economy, I interviewed her earlier about recurring memberships as well. And she she made a great point in that podcast. And she said, you know, it works both ways. If you are disingenuous and misleading your customers, they will actually go out and tell their friends and you will generate negative publicity. You will generate bad will instead of goodwill. And, you know, that will hurt your brand. So if you go to launch something else and they remember your name and your name is associated with it or your company, then you're going to have more difficulty down the track. Let's move into the book section. So could you talk about some books that you've enjoyed or had a big impact on you and why you thought they were useful? Yes. Um, My favorite book that I recommend to people over and over is Start With Why. And it's by Simon, I guess it's Sinek. I'm not sure. That's how we pronounce it in Kentucky. I'm not sure how you really pronounce his name, but uh, yeah, that's one of my very favorites. It's just all about the reasoning behind why you're doing things. And I think that people miss this a whole lot. Um, When we talk to people and they're trying to start an online business, a lot of times they have all these ideas, but they have no idea why they want to do the ideas. And until you realize that and you really get a good handle on that, it's really hard to move forward. And we've actually done several podcasts about that. Just who is your customer? What are you trying to sell to them? And most importantly, why? So I definitely recommend Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I also love the pumpkin plan. Oh, I love the pumpkin plan. Um, Such a good plan. I don't know how you say his name, but it's, his first name's like, Mike. Was it Mike uh, Michalowicz? Is that his name? Uh, Mike sure. Michalowicz? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this okay. is Kentucky pronunciation. Again, you put this so. in the show notes. You, you, can type, you can type it better than we're saying it. Okay? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's it. But uh, I love the pumpkin plan, too. It's all about just growing this big, huge pumpkin, which is also um, your business. It's like yeah. focusing on one thing and making it the biggest, best ever thing right. instead of saying, I'm going to have a row of pumpkins, row of potatoes, a row of beets or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's just focusing on that one thing, basically. Yeah. Right. Uh, if I, I, I've actually uh, got this like <laughs> we, we tell people now, like people always ask us like what books we could read and what books we've read. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like I seriously think like if you went if you went in this order, if you read Start With Why uh-huh. and then you read The Pumpkin Plan uh-huh. 
And then you read The Membership Economy, uh-huh. right? And then you read Chris Ducker's book, Virtual Freedom. Yep. And then read Profit First, which is also by Mike uh, McAllowitz, who wrote The Pumpkin Plan. Uh-huh. If you read those five books in order, you would uh-huh. probably have a hard time failing in your business. Wow. Because you would start with why it just tells you exactly really the most important thing. Why are they buying it? Why do they have a problem? Why do I have the solution? You know, all the things that you have to do. Uh-huh. And then the pumpkin plan gets you your focus. Membership economy, I say read that just because I want you to be convinced to start a membership because I wish I could go back in time. Uh-huh. For two years, we made hundreds of thousands of dollars, but nobody was renewing. Right. <laughs> so I wish I wish those I wish all that money was renewing right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just the membership economy, just to convince you to to start a membership because it's a great book. Uh-huh. Uh, Virtual freedom is a great book for anyone who hesitates on not buying their time back. Uh-huh. Uh, Chris does a great job for making the case for virtual assistance uh-huh. um, in that book. And we've just really got into uh, profit first in the last uh, few months, uh-huh. and it's a be- it's a behavior based way to do accounting in your business. It's not wow. bean counter stuff. And uh, it's really about how to con- how to make your business profitable, how to how to really make sure you've got the money for taxes, you've got the money that you're paying yourself, uh, that you've got the money for your operating expenses, and you're controlling those expenses. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just a really nice take on finances in a business. Uh-huh. And uh, if I could go back and just say, I'm uh, if I could go talk to myself back in 2012 and say, here, dude. Read these books. I'll oh. talk to you in two months, and we'll show you how to install WordPress. <laughs> I, uh, it would have been amazing to see uh, what uh, where we would be at at that time. Wow. Cool. Well, that's a fantastic uh, reading list, so thank you very much for that. I'll definitely put that in the show notes. Now, how do listeners find out more about you, and is there anything else you'd like to add before we say bye? Um, well, you can find us over at flippedlifestyle.com. That's F-L-I-P-P-E-D. And um, we hang out there. We have a weekly podcast where we answer questions from our members in the Flip Your Life community. And uh, we also have several other businesses that we mentioned throughout the show. We have some education businesses. Uh, you can check out elementarylibrarian.com. And um, we are on Instagram and Twitter at FlippedLS. Uh-huh. And if you would like to send us an email, you can do so at Shane and Jocelyn at FlippedLifestyle.com. Cool. And, uh, or just come and chime in in the comments of the podcast. We do lurk around the, uh, the, the, the free area of the website as well. <laughs> we do answer some questions in our comments. So you're welcome to come over there. Now, I've got to say that I love this podcast that you guys have. It's filled with practical tips, and I love your casual style. So, guys, if you're listening to this, you should definitely check out Jocelyn and Shane Tham's Flip Lifestyle podcast. Anything else you'd like to add, guys? No, man, we've had a great time. Uh, Just really want to stress how important recurring revenue has been to us. Um, It's really changed our business. Um, It's changed our lives. I mean, we are... We are literally right now probably working two to three hours a day, about four days a week. Wow. Um, we're, def- we're definitely around 10 to 12 hours a week right now. Um, our stress, we have no stress. I mean, all these, I see all these entrepreneurs all the time saying how stressed out they are. Hmm. And, uh, you know, the recurring revenue model has just given us a peace of mind uh, just to know that as, if we keep providing value, the money keeps coming in, we can predict it, we can grow our business. We've just hired a bunch of people to, to automate even more. Uh-huh. And uh, and we have the confidence to do that because of it. So really check out your business and figure out a way that you can create some kind of recurring service or subscription model, whether it's content or whether it's you, um, especially if you're just starting out, man, if you could do it at the beginning and you can make it work, uh, you will not regret the investment of your time in doing that. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Ash. Well, I hope you enjoyed that show because I certainly did, especially the part where I had a go at doing the Southern American accent. I hope you enjoyed that too. Now, some related podcasts that I think would be worth listening to are episode number one with Neil Patel, where we talk about the difference between a personal brand and a business brand. Episode number two with James Schramko, where we talk about recurring income to maximize your profit. Episode number 39 with John Lee Dumas, where we talk about podcasting for entrepreneurs. That got mentioned in the podcast. We also mentioned Chris Ducker's episode, which is episode number 42, where he talks about his secret to a six-hour day, a four-day week, and a multi-million dollar business. Episode number 43 with Robbie Kelman-Baxter on the membership economy is very relevant to this discussion with Shane and Jocelyn Sams on this episode. Episode number 50 with James Schramko on frameworks for building business profitability and lifestyle. That talks quite a bit about recurring income as well. And episode number 54 with Mackenzie Fogelson on the three keys to community building, authenticity and long-term business success. That has very relevant content to this podcast episode as well. As always, I'll include all the links in the show notes. If you would like to subscribe for future updates from Productive Insights, head over to ProductiveInsights.com and join us there. I look forward to speaking to you soon in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today?